Hey, beautiful brown girls. I just wanted to jump in on this episode. Um, Obviously, whenever I'm doing my episodes, I listen to them fully and thoroughly, not only to connect with the episode myself, but also to make sure what I'm putting out for you all is not only the best, but it's enjoyable. Um, And on today's episode, there was a little bit of some audio issues with my fiance when he was talking. So um, as much as I felt like I wanted to re-record it for perfectionism, I didn't. Um, So I really hope that today's episode, you're still able to hear the pieces that he put out and that, you know, your sound quality comes in a little bit better. But nonetheless, enjoy today's episode and we'll connect again very soon. Hey, beautiful brown girls, we're back with a new season of Zen Zen Speaks. And on this season, we'll dive deeper into what it means to be a beautiful brown girl. We'll connect on various topics such as body positivity, self-love, sexuality, and let's not forget motherhood. So if you're ready to join a space with real conversations, but serving you your dose of spirituality, then you'll want to tap into season two. I hope to connect with you. Hello, hello, beautiful brown girls. I am back (laughs) and I'm very happy to be back. I'm glad that I was able to get onto the mic before it got too late into life and I feel like I'm following and honoring my personal inner schedule. I may not be following the schedule that I've set out to the public, but as a lot of you may know, I am pregnant, so different things come into play. I have a full-time job, I have my business, I have a family. So sometimes my podcasting does fall behind on the wayside, but when I feel called to come on, I try to make sure that I get on. So we are back, as you heard, and we are going to just jump right back into this new year of 2023, kind of picking off a little bit from 2022. And we're following the series that I created on relationships. So there was so much love on my friendship episode uh, with Chas that I was like, okay, this series is going to be a good one. So today's episode is going to be the next part, which was part two of the series, which is going to be um, relations, like intimate relationships. So obviously, with saying intimate relationships, that would mean your partnerships that you have, um, domestic ships, whatever you guys call them, situationships, whatever that may be for you, sis, but your husband, you know, whatever you have, this is what today's episode is going to be about. It's going to be about your intimate partner, the person that you share hopefully most of your time with. I know some, some of my listeners have... Um, long-distance relationships, you know, for whatever reason. There's also partners that have very different schedules, but, you know, nonetheless, tap in. And there's those partners that are like myself and my partner who seem to spend the entire day together. So whatever part and category that you fall into with your person, just tap in and we are going to just you know, really, we're going to get to some good episodes and do a little bit of talking, um, just to give a briefing of my partner. Um, he is not a social media guy. He is not a talking kind of man. So I will be hopefully trying to minimize myself so he can really come in and hopefully just talk like how I kind of do to you all. But if he seems a little 
I like saying awkward because it's rude, but if he seems a little awkward, he probably is because this is not his thing. So nonetheless, uh, I'm going to come back after just a very, very brief break and then we'll jump back into the episode. Hey, beautiful brown girls. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast, but didn't think you'd have all the resources to do so? Well, guess what? Anchor makes it so easy to do so from right on your mobile device. Yes, I said your mobile device. Just go to your app store for your mobile device and download the Anchor app. You can begin to customize your podcast, speak, record, publish, and guess what? You're done. So go ahead and download the Anchor app today and see where podcasting takes you. Like I said, brief break and we're back on the mic and I am now going to take a moment to introduce my Nick. Come on, babe. Hello, my name is Nick, and I'm her man, and maybe be on this podcast for a little bit, yes. This is going to be a funny episode to do with him. For those that actually know Nick, um, y'all know Nick, so that's what I will just say about this. Um, So I'm going to still ask the question because I did it with my previous guest, but again, we'll just let him kind of respond how he feels suited. Is there anything else you'd like to share about you, Nick? What makes you Nick? I'm an expecting father to be again. You're also gonna hear a lot of laughing because it's just if you can see, um, my goal is hopefully within the next year I can actually start doing video podcasting because it just brings a whole vibe to the episode. I think it makes it a lot more fun. So, babe, come closer. You're so like distance. Um, so. Close connection, please. Thank you. Yeah, this is that's that's my neck. Um, I can feel the uncomfortableness coming from him. So what we're gonna start off with is I'm just going to go through. You all know that I make a plan for my episodes, but I don't follow a script because I don't like scripts. Not my thing. Um, but what I will do is I'm just gonna ask you know a couple of questions about. I want him to be transparent with my podcast listeners. And then obviously I connect with you all by myself when I'm doing the reading and we'll get more back into like the flow of the episode. But for right now, I'm just gonna ask him a few questions, more like five, and we're just gonna try to base it off of the episode, or excuse me, base the episode off of the questions. So, have you heard? He's an expectant dad. We're having our second child, second little girl together. Um, which is this pregnancy, I think being like a spiritual being now, like being way more connected to my body, my mind and my spirit. It's really been just kind of tripping me out. So knowing that I'm having another child with him, not that it's, I'm less, any less connected to my first daughter with him, but this one just feels so different. So I just kind of want to get his view on that. Do you feel that there is any level of intensity to our love, his face, <laughs> his face right now. 
I don't think he's ever seen me like he's seen me at like work because I work from home he's seen me at my markets but he's never seen me podcast so he's just making like faces and it's so funny to see the intensity of the love Okay. He's a simple man. Good boy. <laughs> this is gonna be a fun episode. Um, and for me, the intensity—he kind of actually—he's spot on. It's like I was saying with me being more spiritual. I feel that there is an intensity in the love and an intensity within myself. So I really feel that connection to him now. Um, and also, he is. Homework. When we had our first daughter, he was working like really full time construction, super hard labor, and I was going to school full time. So it wasn't really like we didn't have time to really be with each other. I think, and now we've really had time to be pregnant together. Even though he always said you're pregnant, not me, but I always say we're pregnant. So nonetheless, but I feel like we've had the time to really connect to this pregnancy, and it feels really, really nice. Which, do you have any agreements or disagreements? You gotta sit close to the mic, honey, or it's not gonna hear you. Oh, um, what do you think? Mm, yeah, we'll see when I listen. <laughs> just like, oh, this man's funny to me. All right, so I'm gonna go into question two. Question two is gonna try to segue us into some little more intense. We're gonna have like maybe two intense questions and then a more subtle question and then a closeout question. He's looking at his hand like there's a fake watch. Um, so question two, what parts of our relationship has been the hardest for you? Transparency is what I love to do on my podcast, by the way. You trying to love me. Ooh. Except day one. Yeah. Ooh. I always think I'm like, run, run away. Ooh. I'm always prove that I'm still going to be here for you. Ooh. He's right. Anger, first of it, yes, but now you're Oh yeah, it does. (laughs) See, transparency. I love that he's on. That's one thing I will say about Nick. He is honest. So even if it's something uncomfortable like this, he's gonna just. There's not like a filterization through his talk. Like when I did the episode with Chaz, we knew like parts. We were like, oh, can we say that? He's not gonna ask. Like you ask him a question, it's getting answered. Or don't ask him. That's what I do love about Nick. But let's go into that just a little bit. What he said. Me love, you said me loving you? Are you loving me? Pregnancy brain. Loving me? I don't even remember. Oh, it's you loving me and getting in your head that I love you. Ah, yes, that part. And I'm not going to try to repeat it because I'm going to confuse myself again. But I struggle, as y'all know, because we talked about that what's the love episode. If y'all remember from season one, I don't remember the episode, but y'all can remember it for me. I struggle with lo- people loving me. Even my own mom, like when I do the episode, my mom's actually excited to do that episode with me. When we do the family one, I'm actually going to see if I can get my sister on there too, because that'll make it really fun. But I struggle very deeply with accepting that people love me because I've been through so much in my personal life that y'all know some of it on the episode and some of it you may not ever know and then the people who know me personally they know but I've struggled and I've built up this callous wall like the other day I posted something on my personal Instagram 
And it was just like, I don't know how this man made his way into my calloused heart and has been there for seven years. Like it's, I was the most cold hearted, especially towards like being with like men, partnerships. Girl, then you act up one time for me and you was out. I didn't have no time for it. I wasn't, especially even when I was, um, one thing that people would say to me when I was a lot heavier, like a really plus size woman, I, I think that was when my confidence really skyrocketed, but I've always been like a heavier set lady. So I've always felt like I've had to really put on this demeanor of like, you don't get to mistreat me just because I, my body's not ideal or this, that, and the third. And so I've always just had this demeanor to me that I will not stand for anything. And if I feel that you're being sketchy or shady or weird, you gotta go. Cause you're not good for me, nor are you good for my mental health. But meeting Nick, like, it just, I don't know. I don't know. He's just, he's always made me feel loved. He's always made me feel valued. He's always made me feel respected. I can honestly say that. Even though there's times I'm like, you don't respect me. Just the hormones that come in and go. But deep in the inner parts of myself, I've always known that this man has respected me. He loves me. He cares for me. He cares for my daughter that's not even from him, which a lot of you may or may not know. I have an older daughter, which we'll get into that episode at some point, um, dealing with a child in a custody battle. Not fun. We won't get into that right now because I'll stay on here way too long. But he's just loved me. He loves my mom. He loves my family. He loves my weird ways, my attitude. Like he, you probably don't love my attitude. I'm not talking about. He deals with my attitude. He tolerates the un, in my opinion, the unlovable parts of me. And he has just loved me wholeheartedly. So I think for me, that has, it brought up trauma because I felt like people who were put in my life or came into my life, so if you were put into my life, like my father, um, my godfather, you know, other types of people in my family that were supposed to be put into my life to genuinely love me didn't really. And I feel like the only person I've ever really felt that love from was my mother. She's always been my best friend, my confidant. Even with her, I've struggled with it too. But with another person coming into my life who didn't have to stay in my life, loving me like this, I was like, bro, this shit, this, no, no. Don't fall too deep because you're going to mess around and really get your feelings hurt. And then you're going to be like, why did I do this? So it is a very different feeling being with somebody like Nick. Like, it really is. He's been teaching me how to love because I thought I knew how to love. I didn't. I did not because I didn't understand love. And my mother being a cultural woman and working many jobs as a young child, and me growing up with a very much older brother, I didn't really understand how to receive love because none of those people that were around me were giving the love that I needed. So I took that into adulthood. And then when you encounter negative partners and bad friendships, you just kind of, you build this callus to love a little bit. So he has broken that down for me and it really has been something so beautiful. So that was an amazing answer to that question, babe. I love that. Thank you. All right. Let's take a minute to breathe, ladies. That was good for me. I can feel like goodness that just came out of that. My body felt so, I I can't even explain how I just felt when I was answering that question. All right. So we're going to go into question three. 
he looked up at me like I thought we were done with questions. Question three is going to be, um, and it's not a hard question, but in, in my opinion, it's maybe a hard question, but we'll see how he responds. Has there ever been a point where you felt like our relationship was just too much for you? Oh yeah, almost. Okay. Definitely. That's what relationship is. They almost bring you to okay. But you have to come back to that point. Mm. Boom. <laughs> boom. So far we've got ten four and boom. That means he knows he he hit it. <laughs> I love him. That is so true. And he obviously knows there's been many times for me that I'm like, I am over this. Right, I've been I have been so over our relationship so many times. I've, I don't know. And I know that that's why I wanted to ask him because I've never really asked him that actually, y'all. Like it's always been me kind of being the dictator in our relationship and telling him, he finally has been telling me all these little ultimatums that you give me, no more. We need to be together and we're gonna be together. That's also for people that know me in my personal life, this is one of the reasons I am waiting so long to get married. Some of again, some may know, some may not know. I, Nick and I will be getting married when we've been together 10 years. So that'll be in 2025. The reason I'm doing this, because for me and a lot of people may be like, oh my God, that's a toxic view on marriage. But once him and I get married and we do this whole thing, because he already knows I'm extra. So my wedding is going to be bougie on a budget, but still bougie. And I take his last name and we do all this stuff. We're not, we're not divorcing. It's not happening. So we have to work out every single kink in our relationship. <laughs> there you go. Right. Very true. But in, you know, Taurus fix perfectionist mind. But like he said, more of a intuitive, realistic cancer mind, um, you have to be realistic. Everything is not going to work out because I'm going to ever evolve and he's going to ever evolve. So we have to try to ever evolve or ever evolve our relationship as well. I think now, babe, we've learned very healthy coping mechanisms. That's actually going to be our last question. That's what's going to close out the episode with him. So let me wait on that. But I do feel like we've really grown on how we used to argue to how we healthy argue now because we've learned through therapy there is such a thing as healthy arguing um for him that was kind of hard to hear he was like healthy arguing what but and even for me I was like ain't no such thing as no healthy arguing like what are y'all talking about I do personal therapy for me obviously um we do couples therapy I wish he would do his own, but we won't get into that because it's personal life. But lots and lots of therapy is the big thing um, that kind of helped us understand how to understand each other. Any thoughts? Yes. Yes. Right. So I was like, I want to make sure to check in with him. So I'm not just like being, as I think, the dictator of the episode. But I think this one's going to, I'm really excited to listen to this one back and edit and do the reading for it. It's going to be so nice. Um, Jumping into, I want to say this is going to be our fourth question, right? Yeah. 
this is because this is going to be more of an easy question and then the last question will be kind of just some tips and some nick nick advice if he has any nick advice nick advice i like that all right so babe uh this is more of a growth question because i asked chas the same thing kind of what are some of the positive aspects you've seen since i've been on my growth journey more clear no growth growth Growth. yeah not growth we're gonna have to do a growth question i mean we could Uh, better attitude oh oh unpleasant to be around i guess i just found that out how long was i unpleasant to be around (laughs) okay can i ask maybe how long that was So like the first, you'd say first two, because our first year was good. So would you say the second and third year? Because our first year was actually really good. We were like that, you know that like lady. Okay, so you feel like we. Okay, I say our very first year together was really good because we were in that kind of like overly obsessed with each other phase of love, like. Okay, see, but we're transparent on here because I thought. Okay, okay. See, I felt like the first year was really good, but to him, it was more of a challenge to see why it's good to analyze things with each other because you may feel it one way, your partner might see it another way. So it's good to analyze these kind of things. I know, that's why I said it. I know. (laughs) Very true. very true. Plus, he had to move from Colorado to here because I was like, right, and I was like, I have all your stuff. But to my defense, I had to come back because of the custody issue that had began with my oldest daughter. And I pretty much said, if we're gonna be together, um, just a quick backstory. I was like, if we're gonna be together, I met him. He was out here for work. He lived in Colorado at the time. I was in between, like figuring out where I wanted to live. I actually really didn't know where I wanted to live. I was just going through this weird middle or early adult year. I kind of wanted to travel, but I had a child, but I wasn't with a dad. So I was dealing with mental stuff because of that. It was a lot that was kind of, I don't want to go too, too deep into it because then we're going to go off track. But I met him in 2015 and he was just out here for work. And I was like, well, you know, let me go see him a couple times and in September, we met in July, so our relationship picked up pretty quickly. Met him in July, and by September, I was like, I think I want to be with this guy. Like, I kind of like him. Uh, he moved me to Colorado, and in December of 2015, I found out that my oldest daughter, who's now going to be 10 this year, was basically being taken away from me by the paternal grandmother, um, which is a very traumatic story. And maybe we'll add an episode to the series about your relationship with your kids, because that seems like a really deep one to go into. Um, but I found that out and I was like, I got to go back to Utah. Like I have to go back. And it hurt because I thought I was doing the right thing by getting to know Nick and not just taking my daughter to Colorado. You know, I basically talked to the grandmother and I was like, you know, I'm gonna be dating this guy. I wanna see, I'm gonna be coming back and forth from Colorado to Utah. And she's like, oh, that's so smart. You know, like you're you're gonna get to know him and 
get and this is again why I have a thing about love because she was somebody I thought I loved I thought she was stepping in on behalf of her son because her son actually has six five other children mine included make six he's one of those older men who can't seem to get it together he's still all over the place emotionally mentally financially and he's going to be 37 this year and I'm only going to be 30 and I'm like I felt like I was a baby with this guy at the time I was um when I met her father I was I can't remember 18 ish I was a baby and he was 20 something so big massive age gap young girl and I thought that this woman was a person I could trust I had learned to love her and she betrayed me so that really sent a blow in my heart about love and so with Nick coming in and helping me through this and I had to basically say to him like look my daughter's getting taken away I have these weird guardianship papers I need to look into this I gotta go back to Utah went back we tried to do long distance from December till February and I finally said I can't do this I need to know that you're here with me. I have trust issues, so I can't trust that you've gone home and you ain't clapping cheeks with somebody else. And he's like, I'm not doing that. But still in my mind, I was like, you could be out here clapping cheeks. I don't know shit about it. And I'm out here looking like a fool. So I said, if you love me, you're going to come to Utah. And he packed up his thing and he came right to Utah. And I was like, oh, shit. So when the love started getting too real, it did scare me. And that's what he was talking about, proving his love. Like, whenever the love from Nick started to feel too real, I would definitely run because I wasn't used to this kind of depth of love and it was scary for me. Um, so that's just a little backstory about that whole, when he mentioned like us moving, I like to like give little pieces so it doesn't seem confusing. Um, but yes, uh, I would agree. My calmness and my response. I would also say, um, I wish you would have mentioned maybe more of like my healthy lifestyle changes. Like, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I still eat, but I just am very mindful of how I'm eating um, and what I eat because I don't want to get to what, what I used to be. Um, but that part, I think, like just overall health is something that I would have liked to hear. Um, and then from Nick's point, like, because I didn't really feel like I gave a lot about Nick and himself, I feel like how much he has learned to understand me um his growth and like sitting down doing this episode this is not like nick y'all know nick this ain't nick he don't sit down and do (laughs) he doesn't do podcasting he doesn't do videos and social media like he is not the type to be like a part of this world so his growth on my and seeing how much he has grown it is beautiful to see like he has parts where he can still change and expand and I know I do too but he has really shown me like okay this is a man I want to marry like his just openness to travel with me like we've been on so many trips together he's tried so many new things with me he's always willing to just explore the state we live in as y'all know we live in Utah so we're all he's always just willing if I'm like babe can we just go to the mountains today I know he just wants to kick back chill you know how a cancer is y'all y'all know a cancer they're more for being in their space comfortable and at home and i'm like he's willing to adventure with me and explore and just and also he's always willing to provide so that is just such a beautiful thing to know like i am seeing those qualities and he's a great father he's always actually been a really good father from the beginning um parts that he had to learn how to be a dad with understandably so because it was a little girl for his first child so he had to learn how to be a dad with her 
but he just has grown so beautiful, beautifully into this man that I see now. So that's just a piece that I wanted to give him because I feel like a lot of it was focused on me and we don't want to do that. Um, and now the last question we have for him, because I know he's ready to wrap it up, as he said with his little fake watch on his hand. Um, babe, what are some points that you would give the listeners? Because I do have a couple male listeners. I check my analytics and I see I have about 27% of my listeners are men. Um, so what are some of the, and some advice that you would give for the men, maybe in a relationship with a emotionally, because these are the women on my podcast. They usually have some kind of emotion. Actually, every person who broke up emotional damage. Let's just be real. But dealing with a woman of color who has some emotional damage, how to handle it? There's no advice I can give to I would say just see if it's worth it. I mean, you should know if it's worth it. Give it a chance for a little bit. As long as there ain't no cheating, beating, lying, stealing. I mean, you live in this kind of Okay. Uh, <laughs> I love how you said he didn't have advice, but I knew he was going to have some his own, his own version of advice. But yes, he definitely, like he said, as long as there's no... And I mean, okay, and let's, I just want to jump into the part about where he said the beating because I people know me in real life. What about a woman who is a little bit physically responsive when she gets upset like how I kind of used to be? I want to just be fully transparent on the episode. I used to definitely be very attacky, for yeah, sure. I'm really, I'm getting myself out of the situation. You know? Okay. I'm standing there and punch her in the face. Okay. So the, so that's what, that's what okay, I like that. I want to, again, ladies, I like to be, and men, I like to be transparent on here. Yeah, that's actually true. I've talked to a lot of. <laughs> oh, I love it. He's so honest. I love his transparency, man. He's so real. But yeah, like he said, I mean, the reason y'all noticed I kept it real, I jumped back into that part because y'all, I told you on this episode, I be, my hand sometimes, she, she got her own little mind. She be, she protects me. But I thought the only friend I really, really had in life were these hands. So I um, definitely am glad that he jumped in and said that piece because I wanted to just quickly and briefly jump into that and say like yes like I have been a response an aggressively responsive woman in the past did I get wrapped right up and subdued and put to sit down 100% you cannot try to fight a military trained man girl like no matter what I think it ain't gonna happen but I've learned to not respond that way going through my spiritual healing journey you know and I will say just to my defense I have seen a lot of men violence, both my godfather physically assaulted my godmother. That was somebody that I was actually sent out here. I think I talked about that on the episode. I was sent out here to live with my godparents. He physically assaulted her in front of me. And my mother was also physically assaulted in front of me as well by my dad. So I will say that kind of 
created this overly masculine side of myself that like ain't no man's gonna ever put his hands on me or try to test me or try to dog me or do something crazy. So that's where that kind of came from. Is it right? No, went through a lot of therapy and healing for it. But also I have to head off. I'm gonna check back in because I do have an appointment with a doula. So after this, I will come back on. I didn't think she was gonna get here this early, but nonetheless, I will be back with you all and we'll wrap up the episode. But that was an amazing episode with Nick so far, and I will be back after this brief break. brown girls i love how i can take like a massive break and it's just a brief break on the actual recording um so like i was saying my doula showed up a little bit earlier than i was anticipating our appointment was at one o'clock and i was trying to end the part two of this would this be part one my poor brain part one of the um series of the really intimate relationships i was trying to end that prior to her arrival but she got here a little bit earlier which is always good so i do apologize for that abrupt ending but nonetheless i am back i am a little bit more centered it was a little bit fuffle minded a second ago but i'm back and i'm more centered and we have our cards so um as always we're going to be working with the new moon tarot deck which you can find that on my website. And um, if you're interested in that deck, or if you want to get a reading with that deck, you also can book that reading directly um, through my website as well with this deck. But yes, you'll see a photo on the Instagram page of the cards and what I pull. And I also just want to do a quick recap. That was the episode with Nick, like I knew it was going to go good. I didn't have any weird feelings towards it, but I also didn't expect it to go as good as it went. Like it really went well. So I am very excited that we were able to have that, you know, those conversations and we were able to connect so deeply on, you know, topics that I didn't think him and I would ever really talk about for a collective amount of people. So that was really nice as well. All right, so now moving into our reading. You always hear me shuffle. Let's see my little shuffle. Whoa. Whoa. Oh my gosh. Get out of here. No way. Hey. Okay. I'm with it. I'm with it. Oh, I love that. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's amazing. Okay. I like have to pick which cards I want to have come out. There's so many um, came out that kind of jumped out to me. And I think I'm going to stick with the three that I have in front of me. All right. The reason why this made me so excited is because um, everyone knows that Pentacles rules Taurus. It's money, um, coins, finances, luxury, things like that. Um, And then the Queen of Swords also came out as well. And then the Moon card. The Moon card is what rules Cancer. Or not the Moon card, the Moon rules Cancer. And so, well, in Tarot, the higher, let me just go back a little bit. In Tarot, the Hierophant rules Taurus. But Pentacles, grounding Earth energy, that's going to be the element. So Pentacles is grounding 
that's the element that rules Taurus. So anytime I see pentacles, I know that there's an alignment to me physically as a person. But seeing that the moon card came out, sometimes the moon card, it can have a, a meaning that some will portray as negative. But when I see the moon card, especially in a relationship reading, it's really, give me a moment, I gotta sit with this because I'm feeling, I'm feeling a lot of things come up and I'm trying to all get everything out at the same time. So I want everything to make sense. The moon card for me in this reading was just confirmation that trusting my intuition, trusting what my partner tells me is always going to lead me in the right path and that I don't always have to try and dictate how things go. I hope that made sense. The moon card for me in this reading really allowed me to trust his divine feminine and allow it to lead me because I'm so used to him being masculine. Like today, I think he really let my feminine come out on the episode, which was really nice, I think. I think my feminine really, really came out in the episode and it helps me to feel that connection to my divine feminine. I hope this is all making sense. Once I'm listening, I'm gonna hear it back. And honestly, those that it resonates with, it's meant to resonate with and those that it doesn't, it wasn't um so I'm also not going to hold on to that too much either but yes the moon card in this reading just to give it a little bit more clarity is really trusting the intuitive feels that you get in your relationship if the relationship feels safe then it's safe if the relationship feels like it may be a little toxic it might be a little toxic you might need to, you know, you can play with that energy of the moon card. Because again, the moon card can be, things may not be as it seems as well. So if you're feeling like, oh, you know, our relationship is a little bit up and down, but it's also a card of intuition because what is the moon? Intuitive, femininity, water, emotions. So it has a lot of meaning to it. So really trusting, ooh, that's another one that just came to me. The emotional connection that I felt with Nick from this reading with this moon card being pulled really really nice really really good for me it really helped me to trust where the relationship is going and continue to know that we are going to be progressively moving forward as the years come now moving into the next card very beautiful card i love the moon card for this particular love reading the queen of swords the queen of swords to me is usually I always call it my HBIC card because the original tarot card is a woman sitting on a throne. She has her sword, you know, direct and she's sitting there and she's very prominent and she's, you know, alert and awake, stationed. And I think for this reading was, it's okay to have that quote unquote guard in a relationship. But don't let that be the ruling of the relationship. Notice how it is still the queen of swords. So it's still a softer energy than the king of swords. Don't get too caught up in being the queen of the relationship. 
that you lose your potential king or queen or king, however your relationship works for you. Don't get too caught up in being, like I was saying in the relationship, remember how I was saying sometimes I'm the dictator of the conversations, I'm the dictator of just everything, it's who I am, I like to lead. But I've had to learn to step back and allow myself to be led in some spaces. Because again, the queen is gonna trust your intuition. Going back to the moon card, she's gonna trust her intuitive guides that are gonna allow her to be led so she can continue to be that honorable figure that she so sees, which is the queen of swords. So that was a good one for me because again, I have to sometimes be led so that I can continue to be great. Oof. I have to sometimes be led so I can continue to be great, so I can continue with that direct Queen of Swords energy. Now moving into the last card, the Nine of Pentacles. The Nine of Pentacles is basically one of those cards that again, I like to see. It's basically watching what you have planted grow because so soon shall you reap what you have sown. And by Watching how this relationship has grown between Nick and myself. And so soon will I reap what I have sown, which is a beautiful daughter that's going to be joining us in the spring. And our next big step will be our moves that we do together. These are things that you do with a person that you're growing with. And then finally, the biggest step of our relationship, which is going to be getting married, the biggest milestone, that to me in itself is showing me that this entire reading was definitely called and directed towards me, but it has so much resonance to today's episode. So shall you reap what you have sown. If you allow yourself to take your time, like what my, what like my, what my Nick, what Nick was saying earlier, Like he said, if it's really worth it, put in the time. You're going to have to put in the energy. You know, one thing that Nick and I had to do, like I said in the episode, we had a lot of therapy. We had a lot of talks. We had a lot of healing work to do. We've gone, we've done spiritual work together. This was not a relationship that came easy to make where it is now. The people who know me know that this relationship had its ups and its downs. But like he said, if it's worth it, you're going to make it worth it. And I believe that putting in the work, you will reap what you sow. So if you don't put in the work, so shall you reap. Your relationship's going to have problems. There's going to be turmoil. There's going to be disconnection. There's going to be all sorts of things. You have to be willing to let the relationship be planted watered, nurtured, and it goes through its seasons. And then you see the beautiful reward of what being with somebody who truly embodies the essence of loving you is. Beautiful brown girls. This is a very good episode for me. It was a lot slower, a lot more. So this is one of those episodes. Personally, I put this episode on when you at home, 
you kind of vibe and I, I love how I said this at the very end so for those that it's called to well but this is a very the beginning was hyped up but the, the ending I think was kind of relaxed I like it but beautiful brown girls I hope that you really found the transparency in my my episode today and you are able to use the guidance that I've also instilled in this episode along with my transparency and the advice that was given from both myself and Nick and you are able to connect these pieces to your current reality and find what works for you. And so whether that be if you're in a relationship and you think it may be time for therapy, remember back to the moon card, things may not be as it seems, even though that's not how I started the reading, things may not be as it seems though. Make sure that you are, if things seem off in your relationship, go get the help, fix it, work it out. If something feels off, try to talk about it. If you're with a partner that you can't talk to though, that also in itself is some time for you to use your intuition back to the moon card get into that queen of swords energy and speak up and say you know this isn't working let it go so that you both can heal and maybe you'll come back together maybe you won't but hopefully you're in a relationship that you can talk to your partner and y'all can figure things out healthily and also know you got to put in that nine of pentacles energy you got to put in that work you got to sow those seeds the therapy the communication the talking the the spiritual work together you have to put in the work to see a beautiful relationship blossom it ain't just gonna come overnight sis i wish it would i wish i could sit here and tell you that's how it happens sip of water and i hope y'all have the same i know i didn't tell y'all to do it but you need to have that water sis make sure that you are taking the time that you need to put into the relationship because if it's worth it you don't make it worth it Mm. beautiful beautiful brown girls I hope that today's episode finds you well you connect with it and that you're able to feel that there are things that you need to work on and make those efforts to work on them whatever that may be and don't worry, y'all may be like, where's the episode? What, like, what about self? That's going to be an episode. I don't know why I felt called to say that, but there's an episode on self, believe me. Once I do all of the relationship series, the episode of self is going to be the one that's really a good one. I say that about every episode. Everyone's going to be a good one. But nonetheless, beautiful brown girls, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I want y'all to know, always stay happy, stay healthy, stay beautiful, and stay best. Until we connect again. Hey, beautiful brown girls. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Zen Ven Speaks. If you'd like to connect deeper with the episode today, you can check the show notes. And for listening, you can also save 15% off your purchase if you go to a little piece of zenven.com and use code zenven speaks that code will also be listed in the show notes below 
And you can also now check out the Instagram page for Zenven Speaks on Instagram at Zenven underscore speaks. And again, that will also be in the show notes. And as always, beautiful brown girls, stay happy, stay beautiful and stay blessed until we talk again. Thank you.